Hi, everyone. Welcome to Resonate at the Reconnected. This is our third podcast of our whole series. And it's Emma here, co-founder alongside Eleanor. And we have a very special guest for you today. It's actually Eleanor's sister, Sarah Mann. But Sarah is my family's naturopath. And I work a lot with Sarah, um, with all three of my kids. I have sensitive and strong-willed children. And I really, really just love Sarah's perspective around childhood. And she's just got the most beautiful tools that she can give her clients to really help work with big feelings in children, transition periods, health, anything emotional, psychic psycho. (laughs) Um, And so I want to introduce you, Sarah Mann. Hi, everyone. So beautiful to be here. Hi, Ellie. Hi, Emma. Hey. Hi. So, you know, Sarah, we, we were really keen for you to come and have a conversation with us because at The Reconnected, we have a huge focus on the emotions and the emotional world of our kids and of ourselves. And parents really want to be able to, um, I guess, manage big emotions in ways that um, they feel proud of. And in reality, when we have a huge range of tools in our parenting toolkit, then when big emotions arise, we feel equipped. We feel able to be that parent that we really want to be. And at The Reconnected, we offer the play therapy perspective, the neurobiological perspective, relating emotions to the nervous system, and also for parents, a breathwork perspective. But there is this whole other, pers- like, um, I'm trying not to say perspective again, but there is this whole other perspective to our physiology, our um, the food we eat, the, what we're bringing into our bodies that really can influence our emotions. And um, we would love to introduce you to our community so you can share a little bit about this really important um, information. Mm-hmm. So could you tell us a little bit about um, who you are, what you do? Yeah, of course I can. Um, and you're right, it is, it's great to have like, all of these different tools in our toolbox. And to me, in my life, I feel like breathwork kind of sits at a foundation point. Um, Connected Play did that and does that for us too. And then we have these, um, yeah, these added tools for looking after the body, looking after, um, you know, what goes in our body makes such a huge difference to how we express ourselves in the world. But also we have this whole toolkit of herbs that, you know, that are just there in nature for us to call on that, um, you know, in, in the Western world anyway, are really guarded by higher education and, uh, you know, being a practitioner and practitioner only and um, herbal knowledge isn't something that, is really woven into our um, kind of our health nutrition kind of um, growing up. You know, I had to go to university to learn about herbs. I really didn't cotton on, you know, to their, um, yeah, just how much you 
can harness from herbs as a human being on the planet, not mm. as a professional. So, um, yeah, when I when I when I did my training, um, yeah, I was just amazed at how much how how many times I could have called on herbs um, and just didn't know. And I love that about sharing herbal medicine as well with uh, families because there's so much, so many ways we can help our kids as they're growing. Um, so I would love to yeah. hear your background in naturopathy because I love what I love about working with you is you have the clinical naturopathy knowledge but you also have this anthroposophical perspective. So you work with herbs on a real energy basis. I'd mm. love to hear about it. Yeah, so I studied, when I was 19, I started my um, training as a naturopath. And in Australia, that's a university college degree. Um, and so I, I started my uh, degree in naturopathy. Then halfway through, I had my son which was, you know, probably, well, I look back and I feel like, well, I couldn't actually have become the practitioner I needed to be without having the full experience of being pregnant, giving birth, breastfeeding, parenting. So it took me 10 years to finish my degree in between, you know, um, also being a parent. Then when I finished uh, my degree and I started to practice, you know, I realized that there were some limitations to my practice. But also at the same time, I had just started to work at a Steiner Kindy and as a kindergarten assistant, as a teaching assistant. And I started to learn more and more about the Steiner philosophy around uh, child development around environment you know like how what certain environments really support children um about the world just an under, a whole new understanding about the world and but definitely about the child development that bit just you know being a naturopath and learning about the human body and development and um also just uh um you know ways of teaching ways of learning, what's important to kids, emotional health, spiritual health, you know, um, thinking, health in your thinking. Um, to me, Steiner education was so exciting because it looks after or embedded within the philosophy is this real care for the human body, the human life force, the um, human capacity of thinking uh, and the kind of spiritual life of the child too. And so um, I was in that world while also practicing my naturopathy. And that's when I found out about anthroposophic medicine, which is not a big thing in Australia. It's a smaller movement in Australia, but of course in Europe and even in America, it's got much deeper roots and is more established, but especially in Germany, of course, there's anthroposophic hospitals. Um, it's taught in a uh, university. Um, yeah. And so I uh, started to study in Australia, anthroposophic medicine, and then I 
went over to Germany to start uh, learning. Yeah, and um, yeah, it, it, compl it completely changed my perspective of the child and how I practice naturopathy, yeah. Wow, it's so rich. And, you know, Emma, I know you've been working with Sarah for quite some time. And I know, like, as parents, one of the first times you notice your child might be getting sick or being a little bit run down is their emotions can start to kind of be a bit off. You know, they might get cranky or grisly or suddenly they're more explosive than usual. And then a few days later you notice, oh, they, you know, they was unwell or they, now they've got a fever or et cetera. And, you know, I was really curious, Emma, like um, when you, when do you turn to Sarah for support with your kids? Like, I'm just curious what it looks like. So for me, I turned to Sarah with my sensitive child um, originally because I felt like I needed that extra lens of support from someone who understands what it's like to be truly sensitive and is an embodied sensitive person. And so it was so cool to work with Sarah just to sprinkle in just a few herbs. I think we did like a mixture of just one to two herbs and then we had a homeopathic remedy and it was really really simple but it was so profound and really gave my child it was beautiful actually as a ritual together but then it also just seemed to just work its magic and it just was no longer a problem anymore but I definitely turned to my breathwork practice to start with and I use connected play but then sometimes there's those things where we can't see outside of the perspective, you know, we're looking at it through the lens very closely when it's our own child. So it's really cool to have someone look in and give that different perspective and give you a few really simple tools. So I used it with my son, who's very sensitive. Uh, Sarah and I had a really cool protocol with him. And then I've used it in a physical way with um, Bloom. She had a skin thing because she has a damper constitution. So I was able to lean on Sarah for herbs to be able to help that shift because it's also an emotional, spiritual, physical thing. So, yeah, it's just so cool to be able to lean on and add in all of these different tools. And the way that I actually reached out to Sarah was in my breath practice, I got the ping that I needed to ask someone about what was going on for my child and get out of being super close in on the problem. Mm. You know, I needed yeah. that other person to have those reflective um, experiences with. And looking at it, what I really love about Sarah's awareness and working with Sarah it's very different from my previous experiences of working with a naturopath where they diagnose and then they give a wide range of herbs and, um, you know, uh, vitamins and stuff or tests. And I found that when I was working, when I'm working with Sarah, it's a lot more around the conversation around the phase of what's happening for the child, um, natural phases, and then adding in these small little things that can really just absolutely make the world of difference so yeah. amazing we all so, need that kind of eagle eye don't we I mean even yeah. I need it 
um, for my own son sometimes and my, yeah. my own self, you know. It's really great mm-hmm. to have, that's what community is here for, where we are here to share like different perspectives of each other um, and that eagle eye view, yeah. And it's really um, quite a holistic perspective, it sounds like, Sarah. Will you talk? tell us a little bit about how, for example, emotions and herbs and nutrition all interact? Yeah. Well, really, if you think about it, um, I mean, I really remembered when you said that, Ellie, about like, just before your children get sick, sometimes they just get really grumpy. You know, when you'd wake up, Emma, you have really young children still, so you're like in that space. But, you know, my son's 14 and um, I'm definitely out of that space. Um, Oh, well, slightly. (laughs) But, you know, when you'd wake up and they would just from the very beginning, like first thing is a whinging something or a yelling something or a crying something and you know now I've got just so much space around that but I remember just going like it would just pull down the whole vibe of the day (laughs) it would be like you'd be laying in bed going okay like trying to muster all the strength for being present today And, you know, patients might wear out in about half an hour before even breakfast has started (laughs) and you've already done the breakfast wrong five million times and, you know, and then it would be, it can be, not always, but it can be then that, you know, through the day they become unwell, you know, and that's that, it's that initial like irritation, aggravation, um, feeling uncomfortable in the body makes us feel also uncomfortable in ourselves um yeah so um really what ideally would be so beautiful in this time is that we have an understanding of what's going on so that we can take that step back when we're in it just going head to head with our children or our toddlers or um yeah even our teenagers you know that having that perspective it's like having that eagle eye perspective again it gives you space to breathe where you go okay this is part of a bigger picture these big feelings are actually really important there's something really important for my child right now even though it would be way more comfortable and convenient if they were being really pleasant right now actually We need to move through this just like breath work, right, where you're just with what's arising and you can be with it. That's the way forward, you know, more so than, um, yeah, any other way. So, um, you know, that, that perspective, so one, that holistic kind of perspective, this, these big feelings have a place. These big feelings are important. Like that changes the whole picture. And then you can start to think about, well, who is my child? What phase of life are they in? What what might they need? So if they're furious and angry, maybe they need more soothing, cooling herbs, you know, like chamomile or rose, say, which really opens the heart. It's so softening. Rose is so feminine you know, just brings in that nurturing edge. 
if they're really teary and irritable, you know, that warmth, like wrapping them up, um, something that we do it in uh, in the kindy, but I used to do with my son is um, warming up the beeswax and doing the beeswax modeling can be really beautiful for kids that are feeling just so, um, you know, those days where kids are feeling so teary and upset and like they can't, they just can't do the day. <laughs> you know, the beeswax modeling can be really beautiful for that. Mm. Yeah. So, weaving in basically herbs and different foods and and practices that where you're really meeting your child you know your individual child and where they're at yeah it's such a holistic view of childhood and children from my perspective mothering five of them now they're so receptive to the sensitivity of herbal medicine and and um it's incredible how just using something like a warm chamomile milk or rose oil or like a massage that Mm is so powerful for children Mm -hmm. I notice an almost instant shift they're really receptive to gentle medicine yeah and we've kind of lost that understanding and wisdom in the west it's has definitely been taken out of our lineage Mm -hmm. so it's a really really powerful place to start in the kitchen is just adding in a few of these recipes and experiences one that always stood out for me because I just thought about the simplicity and beauty of it was hearing you talk about putting um, just foot baths and adding in different herbs and even mm. lemon and rose mm. and lavender. And, and you can do that obviously in a way, if you don't have access to the ingredients, you could use essential oils or mm. anything yeah. like that. Mm, yeah. So I learned all about that when I was in Germany, uh, studying anthroposophic medicine because a really large part of anthroposophic medicine is the nursing so in an anthroposophic hospital say um you the nurses and the nursing is all about this kind of um oh just deep care of the person who's unwell and that includes things like compresses foot baths oil dispersion baths um massage uh, you know a special kind of um, rhythmical massage and it just moved me so much of this physical touch these physical therapies you know um western medicine in the western world can just be so harsh it's been very stripped back and I just was so moved like walking through the hospitals going into the birthing clinics just seeing that, you know, people were getting this incredibly beautiful, nourishing care. Um, And that physical touch, physical warmth really helps to bring us into our body and really helps to harmonise all of our, um, all of us, you know, our physical, our emotional, spiritual, just everything kind of aligns. So, um, yeah, foot baths are incredible for grounding, for uh, bringing ourselves into the moment. It's also just a real invitation. I mean, water is an invitation to soften anyway, you know, for children just to place their feet in some warm water. I mean, it's like um, 
it's like that feeling when you get in the bath or when you get in the shower and just everything is like, oh, yes. So lemon, when you, when you add lemon to a foot bath, it has this real drawing in effect. Uh, often we use them at the start of autumn just to help bring ourselves kind of back in and uh, from like the, you know, the outwardness of summer in that transition time, lemon uh, brings us in. It's also protective. You know, if you think of a lemon, it has its fruit obviously on the inside and then it has this um, pith, this white uh, layer, and then it has the all of those incredible essential oils in the skin. And so if you think of that as a metaphor, you know, it has this incredible protective layer kind of holding it and surrounding it. So when we're a little bit outward, sometimes kids can be just so outward, you know, like after a birthday party or um, or they've just had some, I don't know, had rowdy play or something and you can feel it's time to transition to the next thing, you know, bringing them in, creating that protective layer, immune supportive, you know, that lemon is really incredible for that. Um, lavender is very, very uh, um, strengthening, fortifying, but also relaxing. We know lavender is just so divine. <laughs> but lavender is uh, a um, one of the herbs of warmth. So it's it's um, yeah, fortifying. It helps us to be with. Um, difficult things, difficult feelings. Uh, it also helps us to be with pain. So it can be really helpful for kids who are feeling unwell and are actually in pain, sore throat, you know, sore tummy. Um, yeah, beautifully relaxing. And then rose is really softening. Um, uh, it's feminine. It's got that mothering energy. Um, it's nurturing. Yeah. Beautiful. So you would add, you know, um, rose uh, oil or you would add actual rose petals that you just um, squeeze. Um, you could add lavender oil or actual lavender from the garden and you would use an actual lemon, cutting up an actual lemon and squeezing it, squishing it into the water or um, a little bit of uh, um, lemon oil, but very small because it's quite potent. You know, well, you could trial. use tea bags, couldn't you? Having you could, you absolutely and... could. Yeah, yeah, you could use dry rose petals. You could use, um, yep, a tea bag version. Yeah, yeah. My my breath instantly starts to deepen, and I start to soften just when I hear about the herbs and the plants and what they can do for us because that really hits the truth for me. I believe when I was a child, I looked at plants like this. I remember having really intimate relationships with plants in the garden and they would almost speak to me with their energy around what they were saying. And I love looking at these plants again like that and with our children because that they're just so receptive to it. Mm -hmm. And it's such a slow down of that need to fix things and change things. It's actually just being with yeah. and that beautiful nursing. I love that, um, mm. 
that idea of that nursing, that nourishment, that being with and slowing down. And yeah, it's just such a powerful extra awareness toolkit to bring in these herbs. And I think we feel quite disconnected from it as parents. We need to book in, get a session, pay money, blah, blah, blah. But -hmm. there's actually just really beautiful little rituals once you start to learn that you can do on your own. Yeah, that's what I absolutely love about your wisdom, Sarah. And I know that you, anyone who's listening would have heard that mastery come in when Sarah starts to describe about the different plants and herbs. It's just such a magical way to look at the world and healing. Yeah, absolutely. Sarah, Sarah, do you have a go-to for parents? I know we talked a little bit about um, children and and how to support our kids but do you have a go-to as a parent that if it feels like the day is going to be one of those days that you would just reach for to fortify yourself emotionally well I'm really big on herbal tea um for myself and um the I just find it the most kind of um what is it like resonant way to take herbs um so I I personally excuse me I personally lean on yeah herbal tea so you know a favorite of mine favorite blend of mine is chamomile sage and cinnamon and uh yeah it's so good it's so good Mm. the cinnamon is really warming but it's also a bark you know using the cinnamon bark so you've got that kind of um if you think of the metaphor of bark, you know, it's the protective outer shell of the plant. So again, you have that kind of fortifying, strengthening. I get this sense whenever I think of cinnamon, you get that warmth, that beautiful warmth from it, but also you really get that, um, yeah, protective quality. I feel like protected when I think of cinnamon, a bit like the bark is like around me, you know, um, it's a really beautiful feeling to kind of have in your field um and then uh sage brings this kind of clarity um it's another one of our herbs of warmth so it's got this um any kind of warmth is going to bring you and ground you kind of bring you more into your body and ground you and so yeah sage is like clarifying you know when you smell sage it kind of clears your head clears your sinuses like you're breathing it kind of clears your lungs um yeah but it's also you know traditionally it was used for cleansing but also for that wisdom holding wisdom and yep so the sage kind of holds that leaf space for me so we've got bark and leaf and then chamomile is just such a beautiful beautiful um plant for sensitivity but also really that emotional, your emotional life. It's got the tiniest, sweetest little flowers, so beautiful for children. It's kind of the herb for children. On a biochemical kind of level, it's anti-inflammatory, it's uh, a bitter, so it's slightly stimulating. Um, It's calming, it's demulcent. It's like it's got all these incredible anti-inflammatory quite type qualities while also being really calming. But then if you look at the little flower, um, it's just like a tiny little star, you know, and you actually taste it. It's quite bitter. Um, 
it's got this like deep, deep, deep warmth. If you eat like a fresh chamomile, it's like so, um, it's like this little tiny star and you think you're going to get this sweet floral thing, but it's like deep. And so, um, yeah, when I, when I bring in chamomile, I'm thinking of like, um, talking to my inner child, (laughs) my sensitivity, just calming, soothing, um, taking the edge off, you know, so many big feelings, tantrums, outbursts, upset is like inflammation. It feels so uncomfortable and you just feel like you're outside of yourself. Chamomile is just really soothing, soothes the edges, soothes any, soothes any of the fray. And really these things just give us an opportunity to make um, difficult situations big feelings an opportunity to connect like even the yes the physical space the emotional space but also then the making of the tea you know you can have a little tea party together you can just the just the pouring the water over the herbs letting it brew just brings another element that helps to bring that connection and spaciousness and being there for your kids yeah, it's very beautiful. Thanks so much, Sarah. Wow, this has been such a beautiful conversation and I'm so excited for everyone to have just a few more tools to play with on those days where the emotions are getting really big. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us and coming and chatting with us about this. It's been such a pleasure. So beautiful to be with. I love the Reconnected community. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Yeah, so that's actually something that we haven't shared is Sarah is in the reconnected community and one of our amazing coaches Mm -hmm. and is right in there with us so she has just such a beautiful lens and it's so cool to just see how you can really start to bring that wholeness into your everyday life Mm -hmm. having these beautiful little rituals and using the herbs thank you so much Sarah I'm so grateful for you welcome thanks for having me here I feel very blessed beautiful so we have something else for everyone that you created recently it's called the big feelings guide can you tell us a little bit about it it's going to be available for download yeah so I what I did was I put all of my favorite recipes in a little guide so that you have um you know the instructions the the recipe list you know so that you can actually get started um and bring some of these kind of tools that I use into your life. So, yeah, it's got um, nutritional uh, information, you know, what what you can bring in food-wise. It's got herbal information and then it's got that holistic, you know, baths, beeswax, um, practical things that you can do in your day with kids when they're feeling irritable, clingy, sad, teary, angry. Yeah. So it's like a toolkit. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Sarah. You're welcome. So welcome. And where can people find the Big Feelings Guide? They are able to download it via the link in our bio. Yeah. Or underneath the link underneath the podcast. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. See you for our next episode. We'll drop sometime randomly whenever we start it (laughs) (laughs) thanks everyone bye